0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the mindfully love podcast today we have katie wilkinson who is a quantum embodiment mentor for feminine leaders calibrating six to seven figures through quantum energetics and time collapse welcome katie
1: yes thank you both for having me on here i'm so excited
0: we
2: are so fascinated by what that means katie and what that means for you
1: Yes, awesome. Well, this is just like so amazing to be here and quantum energetics and time collapse. It is something that I feel like a lot of people are starting to dive into at the moment. And it's something that I discovered along my spiritual path when I actually fell really, really ill when I was around 16, had to drop out of school and Mm -hmm. dived into this whole world of manifestation. I had that moment where a lot of us, it just clicks. It's like, oh my goodness, this is what I've been doing my whole entire life, right? This is how I've been creating my reality. I realized that I get to have control over the outcomes in my life and the reality that I really want to call in. So I'm just excited to dive deeper into all of this content goodness oh that's amazing so
2: you started this when you were 16 you said how So when I was yes yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I was like how amazing for a 16 year old to be able to dive into that and you are 23 at the moment is that right
1: mm-hmm.
2: yes yeah so I think this is the most amazing thing for me being able being able to start this early on in your life journey so tell us a little bit about that process of starting that early on and where you are at the moment
1: yeah. So obviously over time, like it's evolved so much. I started my business when I was 21. When I was 16, I feel like I started doing it intentionally, right? So manifestation and quantum leaping, it's happening all of the time. Like it's a universal law like gravity. There is no on and off switch. And so it's not just something that you can choose that happens. It's actually applying to all of the time, which is why it's so important to actually start doing it intentionally. So around 16 was when I had a development and they would always play like personal development tapes in the car. We weren't allowed to listen to music. They would attend motivational seminars. So it kind of just like all got absorbed into my brain. And then later I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And I have to remember specifically the teachings. But my dad now listens to my podcast and he's like, you sound exactly like those people that we used to listen to. Like you are a replica. Like it is just so uncanny. So I love how my journey has just evolved from there. And now I get to share this wisdom with the world as well. So
0: it was totally conducive to the environment, obviously, that you were in, Katie. Which I we obviously absolutely love to hear that your parents were someone that embodied uh, this whole situation. Because uh, what sixteen to seventeen year old is receptive to this sort of information? Obviously, it was playing through your subconscious. Yeah,
1: exactly, and especially from the ages like zero to five, it's like you're literally a sponge. Like whatever you get exposed to, it just goes into your subconscious. So that's why it's so important that if we do have children, that we're being really careful around the environment and the content that. Yeah you know we are exposing them to but also later on in life noticing that okay maybe some of the patterns that I've been playing into some of the beliefs that I have maybe they're not even mine to begin with like we have to actually really question these and notice like what were the things that my parents would say to me like money's hard to keep and come by money doesn't grow on trees and like subconsciously they still play a part in our life you know 20 30 40 years down the track so it's really important also to do that you know childhood work in a child work to rewrite that and be like, who actually am I underneath all of these like adopted belief systems? Oh, for
2: sure. And literally taking every part of your life and diving into those beliefs around relationships, around yeah. money, around marriage, around work. What does that look like for you? And really diving into all those little thoughts. And it's it's so funny that, you know, so money doesn't grow into trees. <laughs> it's such a common belief around our generation. You know, so now we have so many people in our generation changing all this, all these beliefs and recreating new ones for the next generation, which is just so amazing. So I, you know, I, I want to dive into a little bit about the limiting beliefs, because I know this is a big chunk of quantum physics and quantum leaping. And, you know, so I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm wrong, but is that where you started when you were 16? Well, what, what was your first, I guess, behaviour that you started becoming aware of changing as a 16-year-old? Yeah.
1: So, like many people, my, like, first reintroduction to all of this was through The Secret. And I think there are some amazing things in there, but also now, like, my process has evolved so much. So, in the beginning, like many people, it is really focused around thought work. So we're always like, okay, well, if what I think is what I attract, then let me change my thoughts. What I have discovered now and going deeper into this work, it is more than just your thoughts. It is actually your state of being. So limiting beliefs are really relevant and they impact us, but it is the beliefs that we embody, not just the surface level thoughts. And our mind, and our bodies they aren't always on the same level of coherence so we can think certain thoughts we can think so-called positive quote-unquote positive but then our body is vibrating at a different frequency and so it's not just about looking at your thoughts but like what is the ingrained belief systems how am I showing up am I showing up as the person who truly believes that there is unlimited abundance or am I showing up and taking action and making decisions from a place of lack so It's really what is embodied and ingrained. And so you do that limiting belief work, not just through your mind, but actually noticing like, where are those patterns? They're literally energetic imprints in our body. Like our cells literally remember things, even if your mind doesn't. And then when it comes to rewriting that, because, you know, once you've released that, you've got a blank slate, like what new beliefs do you want? It's really important to, to create positive beliefs. You don't just do that thinking new beliefs, but actually being them, right? So, so many people do the affirmations and, you know, the visualizations, but it's like, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, but your body doesn't believe it. And that's why it's so important to like go deeper and get your body on actually the same level that your mind is believing. So I believe in embodied belief work. And this is how we can really create a deep shift in our state of being and also, of course, in our reality. I love
2: that. And what are some things that you, for our listeners, really, what are some things that you do for them? What, what would that look like, being able to embody what you really want to become or will you really believe?
1: Mm. So the first thing is just catching yourself. So it's just noticing like, oh, all these small behaviors, like where is this really coming from? So for me, let's say about money, I'd always catch myself. Like when I spend, like what is the energy behind what I'm spending? Like when I say certain things, like am I thinking it's too expensive or am I thinking the money's not going to come back? So it's just like noticing those things. And it's like, okay, then I get to work on that. It's not just, you know, when we look at it, we might be like, no, I don't have any negative beliefs around money, but then you look at the small kind of things that really influence your day-to-day and you'll realize that there are patterns coming from something deeper so it's just having that awareness and really watching yourself consciously not just going through your day automatically but being like would the higher level version of myself really be acting in this way really be making decisions from this point then i like to do the work and it's really through the body right because everything is is stored in the body and we can't just think our way into a new reality or think our way into a quantum leap we must embody it and so actually feel like where's the resistance in my body like where does my body resist and repel money like is it you know this closed heart is it this you know sticky feeling in my stomach and I'll actually move through and, and alchemize that energy into something more and I'll be able to feel okay that lack in my body what would it feel like if I invited more abundance and it's not about okay lack is negative and abundance is positive it's all just energy and it's all relevant and it's all taught us a lesson it's just about going deep into there whatever is arising in this present moment is so powerful we must meet that and continue to evolve into a higher level so that's essentially how I love to move through and like doing embodiment practices. so actually moving my body like move through the stuck energy you know move into a higher elevated frequency of being you know so often we're taught to sit and meditate and not do anything but it's like your body's energy it's a conduit so we need to make sure the flow is continuously happening
2: what you said in regards to the embodiment, I've, I think this is what a lot of people will be finding challenging as they move into this journey is that they can walk on the limit and be lost on their thoughts. But once you start embodying that, then you start having the society expectations, everything around you. So this is where, the, where I find a lot of people kind of are scared to take the next step because then you can change your beliefs. No one's seeing what's going on to your mind. But the moment you start embodying, that whole belief and start changing, that's when everyone's looking and that's when the insecurities, the fear, the judgment comes in. And that's when you need to dive into um, deeper to do that work around those expectations and judgment around and allow yourself to take the step because this is what you deserve. This is what you're, you, you, you are here to do. And so it's, it's amazing how the more other beliefs come into place when you start moving forward and forward. So that that, that journey never ends. It's in that continuation of growth and learning, which is we find fascinating. It's just, just a never-ending growth and learning. Yeah, yeah
0: I think
1: for sure.
0: How do you find that you address that, Katie, over your time as well, starting to address those fears and starting to address that little voice that pops up? Obviously, you talk about all the energy that's stored in your body, having that environment that's conducive to placing reminders for you, I suppose, throughout the day. How do you make sure that you're addressing those fears and how do you make sure that you are constantly in that space, that mindful space to be able to become self-aware and become present in those moments to see when those little voices are popping up?
1: Mm. So the main thing is presence, right? It's like when you're operating the past, when you're operating your mind, when you're stuck in all these programs, you're not able to see yourself. So it's constantly reminding myself, come back to presence, come back to presence. In this now moment, when you go beyond the voice in your head and you root yourself in deep consciousness, you're able to see clearly. You're able to see beyond your egoic patterns. You're able to call the BS, right? And everything's so much clearer. And so, you know, there are going to be times we pop back out, but it's just this continual, you know, coming back into this center. And that's also the really core of being able to quantum leap. The quantum field only exists in this now moment. You cannot access it through the mind, through the past, through the future. And so presence is the key to everything. Presence is the key to awareness. Presence is also the key to alchemizing it because you have to be present with the energy that is coming up, right? So it's not even just like digging and searching because then that can also become a never-ending thing, right? For me, it's more... I'm present, I have my intention, whatever arises is relevant, whatever triggers, you know, come up, that is relevant because it is there to be healed. And then I have to really come from this higher state of being of, okay, now in this moment of being triggered in this moment of my ego, am I going to rise up and evolve and use this as a deep mirror reflection? Or am I going to fall back down into victimhood programming, right? And so it's that constant present when you're present with it, things shift in itself it's just that constant reminder anything like when you're in your body that's why I love movement because when the body moves the mind tends to be more still right so movement and breath and all of these things which can root and anchor you and it's just a continual process
2: and and body work you know it's something that's starting to be you know coming more out now it's talk therapy. It's you know, it's it's all news now. It's all about importing yeah. the whole body and doing lots of body work and, as you said, breath work. It's which is great to know that we're not just you know getting stuck. Like just talk about you know your past and it's it's a, it's a whole whole body and you are doing all this work. And unfortunately, though, we are living in a world where you know, not everyone is doing this work. So how do you maneuver? How do you kind of go about? socializing out with friends family that are just on a on a very different i don't want to say level but on a, journey. In, in journey yes <laughs> on a different journey with you and when you are finding those triggers coming up or they're getting triggered about a lot of things that you do how do you how do you manage all that for your own self-care and your own
1: yeah Yeah, that is such a powerful question. Mm. And we've all been through this, like relationships in itself is such a big expander, and especially like close relationships, like partnerships, family relationships, those like are the biggest mirrors, but we need to remember that we are the leading person and leading energy of our life. So, you know, I love what Byron Katie says, like there's our business and then there's other people's business. And we need to just really focus on, you know, living our own life. And we also, again, that's presence. If we are judging someone else for where they are at, judging them for being their ego, thinking they should raise their consciousness. I see all their patterns. Why aren't they changing? Then we're back in our ego, right? So it's about true acceptance. If you're truly present, if you're truly at this level of consciousness, then you meet everyone where they are at and you realize that it is perfect, that in this moment, there doesn't need to be anything else. You know, the question of should is the fact that you're arguing with reality. So it's coming back and realizing just like we all once were at that stage when we were deeply in our ego and we hadn't gone through our spiritual awakening, it happened at the perfect time. And so we also have to just trust that they are on their journey wherever they are right now. It's such a pivotal point because, you know, one day maybe they'll look back and they'll realize that we often have to go to rock bottom in order to rise again into this high level of consciousness. So it's honoring people and even this whole thing of friendships. And it's amazing, obviously, to be surrounded by other heart-led conscious people, but also realizing that we're not here to segregate or separate ourselves from the rest of the world. Actually being involved and spreading our consciousness, the more we are present that's going to give off the energy into other people. Like the only way we can raise the consciousness of the planet is to be deeply rooted in our consciousness and not leading by force, but rather leading by example. And it will inevitably rub off on other people. If they see that, you know, we are living amazing lives, we are free of suffering, and we are just so in our joy, in our purpose, you know, they're either going to be triggered or activated or both. Right. So I think it's also important, you know, not to think that we are superior to others because then the ego has kind of come back in, but realizing that we can relate to everyone at whatever level, wherever they are on their journey, because we're here just to have compassion and connect with all beings. I love that.
0: Beautiful. So again, it's it's that mirroring perspective, isn't it? I mean, we, we um, have spoken in the past about mirror neurons and how we want to uh, enact that change or behavior in other people as well. And it certainly starts within ourselves. So when we're seeing other people, how are we coming forward without judgment in a mirroring perspective? Are we doing the same for ourselves? And that should be able to translate in those situations. So that's absolutely incredible, Katie. I'm dying to know further about time collapsing can you talk to us a little bit about time collapsing what that means for you how you discovered it and how you utilize it in your practice
1: Yeah, so time collapse is one of my favorite things because it's just like so many of our problems are based on time, right? It's like we're constantly waiting or feeling impatient. When's the next thing going to happen? So I really dived into time collapse um, on my journey of understanding quantum leaping through Joe Spencer and all of that. Also Eckhart Tolle talks about the power of now. Like there is literally no time or no other moment. I mean, even if you look in this reality, time is man-made here it's a different time to where you are so what even is time like it is all relative and so the thing with time is that there is only this now present moment like the past only exists in your mind and the future is just a projection which uses you know the past to predict into what you think is going to be the future and so the thing with time is obviously we need things like clock time in order to function. Like we booked this time for this interview. Otherwise, without that type of measurable time, we wouldn't be able to function. But when it comes to other time, being in time, it robs us from presence because we're living outside. We're not actually living in reality. We're living in our mind, in our memories. But it also makes life so much harder because we place a timeline on things and we create distance. And separation so you know this true you know union and consciousness understanding that there is actually no separation we're all just energy we're all just from divine source the same with you and your desires so a big component of what I teach with time collapse and why many of us want to learn about it is because we want to obviously collapse time between ourselves and the reality that we are quantum leaping into And the reason why things take longer or shorter, you know, if I said to you now, um, you know, how long would it take for you to reach a million dollars? Everyone would have a different answer. Some people would say 10 years. Some people would say five years. Some people would say a month, right? And your perceived perception of time creates a distance and gap between where you are now and your desire. And so when there is distance, there is separation and you need to actually walk that distance reality will either expand or contract based on the timeline that you have given to your desire it's just like the four minute mile before no one had run the four minute mile it was impossible and then one person did it bam people believed it was possible and then they could it's the same with your desire and so with time if you truly believe and realize that it doesn't take time to achieve something you just have to become an energetic match for it and it happens in this moment things are able to happen quickly but you're you have to realize that the time is just a construct right just like the four minute mile or million dollars it's all changing all of the time we have to realize that everything is realistic there is no such thing as an unrealistic timeline there are people who literally buy a lottery ticket and overnight they become a millionaire time isn't relevant the universe doesn't operate by time we do and so in order to collapse time it's not about rushing. So in this reality we think if we want to get there faster it's like, well, I just need to run the race faster. I just need to rush. But your same distance divided by time. There is no distance and there is no time in the quantum, so there is no speed. We do not travel through distance. We literally just time collapse. We literally just teleport. And so in order to time collapse we have to not go faster. We have to actually be present and remove that. When you're in this present moment, time doesn't exist and the distance doesn't exist. So therefore your desire only exists now because that's the only place really that it does exist. You cannot receive your desire in the future. You can only receive your desire in the now, and this is how we play with time. It's just noticing the timelines and the expectation, We're always expecting something. You know, are you expecting money today? Are you expecting, you know, love today? Are you expecting freedom today? Whatever it is, we put this thing. We think that it's always going to happen in the future. Rather than playing this game, you're able to liberate yourself and realize that I all get, I get to claim it all in this now moment. Wow, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot in that. Once you
2: say that you know this simply it, it just makes sense having the re- reminder and you realize how conditioned we are you just realize how conditioned we are how everything that we see everything that we live, it's our conditioning that was just things that were just told to us and we just believed it's just mind blown to be able to know that we can literally change everything anything <laughs> that, that we want and one thing that you said that i just love is there's nothing that's unrealistic nothing It's as simple as that. And once we truly believe that, there's no stopping anyone that, you know, that you can literally achieve whatever you want. And this is what we we obviously we want to do and and encourage other couples to do, you know, rather than just follow this pattern of society that tells them what they are meant to be doing, they can literally do what fills the soul and what makes them happy. Because they deserve a life where they wake up every morning being happy and joyful and content and present. So, uh, yeah, I love that. It's, it's the questioning,
0: isn't it? It's, it's the questioning of everything. And again, I always tell Chloe, she's one of the most powerful people I know that always questions all that conditioning, all those beliefs were so driven, you know, by the clock, I suppose, uh, from the minute we started going to school, you know, be here by nine o'clock, be at lunch, you know, have your lunch by this time, have you, you know, all these sort of, you know, conditioned beliefs that stay with us over a lifetime. And, uh, you know, it was, it was Chloe that, uh, you know, first sort of introduced me to that question of, yeah, but Why? Why? Why is it that? Well, because that's the way it's been done. That's the way I always knew it to be done. You know, why, why, why would I question that? Well, here's the exact reason. Everything you just said is just so entirely true and powerful. And, uh, and, and it's just so beautiful hearing you say it.
1: Thank you. Yeah. When you question, you realize the way you create reality isn't determined how things have always been done, right? You get to dictate how things get to be done. And what if you were the first person to change that? What if you decided to pioneer that? It's just so powerful.
0: Perfect. Katie, can can you tell us a little bit about just something else I wanted to talk about? What self-leadership means to you? is: Are we talking about being accountable to self? Are we talking about learning to become a leader of others and become accountable to yourself through others? Uh, can you talk to me a little bit more about what self-leadership means to you? Yes.
1: So as a lot of us are, leaders, especially in the entrepreneurial space, it's important not only that we are able to lead others, but we also have to lead ourselves first. And to me, like your level of potent leadership is going to reflect the leadership that you have within. To be a powerful, heart-led entrepreneur means that you have to be able to embody what it is, that you do you have to embody your purpose and so that means that you have to be the one to do it first right if you are teaching about money if you're teaching about wealth if you're teaching about duality and consciousness you have to be able to lead yourself through it so it's all about you know asking the question am i showing up as that person and continually elevating yourself and holding yourself to those high standards when we're able to lead ourselves. We, at the end of the day, are able to lead by example. And whether you have this or not, it's like, are you leading your life or you're allowing life to lead you, right? So it's like constantly going within. And when we lead our life, then we take back our personal power, right? So I believe self-leadership really is the core foundation of leading and taking back our personal power.
0: Mm. It draws back to that mirroring again, doesn't it? Um, When we talk about how we uh, work within an environment where others perhaps aren't on that same journey as us, aren't in that same space and looking at those situations non-judgmentally and how that reflects back on us. Again, it's what are we mirroring or leading for ourselves that's going to then impact others, impact our environment and indirectly yeah, mirror each other.
2: Mm. And what I love about you, Kate, is that you are also a wealth mentor. You know, you are actually breaking the stigma around talking about money and showing off money and guilt-free being able to spend money because it just comes around. And I just love that so much because I I know it's something that in our relationship we went through with Michael around, you know, how we see money and how we see rich people and what that looks like. We had very different beliefs around that. And kind of we did a lot of work with that so i would love to hear more about you you know what wealth means to you and you know your journey around that and your journey in being able to mentor others to break those
1: stigma around what wealth means Yes, I feel like wealth is such a powerful conversation and wealth really is a state of being. It has nothing to do with how much money you have, but it is how you feel, right? You could have no money in the bank, but feel like I am so free and abundant and limitless, or you could be a multimillionaire and you could be so stressed about, you know, spending, about being frugal, about hoarding, about, you know, I'm going to lose all my money. And I've literally met people like that. And so the whole conversation of money isn't really so much in the pursuit of more money. It really is about cultivating that state of wealth within and realizing that money is one of the biggest mirrors. Like society has created all of these conditions and we all have all these beliefs around money, not even with ourselves, but as you also said, with other people. And often our judgments hide in other people. And so what I really want to do is just neutralize money. It's not good or bad. It is just an amplifier. What you are now, more money, cannot change you for good or for worse it can only amplify if you are you know feeling poor now you'll still feel poor as a millionaire if you feel if you're a greedy person now you'll still be greedy as a millionaire so it's all about recognizing through money we're able to evolve even more like looking deeply at our judgments um you know having conditions good or bad like oh money needs to be spent in this certain way otherwise it's not ethical right so we judge people not only in how much they earn but oh they shouldn't be spending it on design or they shouldn't be spending it on a sports car and how you judge other people reflects your own relationship with money so that's really my process and why we're also looking at money is to look deeper underneath that because money is just energy it's just like air like do you have all these conditions and beliefs around air when we realize that it's like we stop judging people we stop saying there's one right way Because money is just money and it does not matter how someone spends it or receives it or earns it. It just is. It literally has no meaning, just the meaning that we place on it. So whether you want money or not, It doesn't really matter. So with my journey um, with wealth, I was really blessed to be raised in a family where, you know, we were pretty well off and I didn't really hear the things um, like we can't afford that and we have to like save heaps, which I'm really thankful for because obviously as a child that gets really ingrained into you. But there were also some unhelpful programming that I picked up like all of us do Um, certain things specifically like you have to work hard. For money right so both my parents worked really really hard my mom um, was an immigrant and you know she obviously had to sacrifice so much my dad as well working super hard and so that was something that I adopted in even society like there's this whole you know overly masculine push in um, you have to hustle you have to work hard your whole worth is determined by how hard you work and also in that how much money you make is determined by how hard you work as well which isn't really true. We can see that the hardest workers in society are the ones that aren't really earning that much. So it's all really about breaking that down. And it was for me, my own discovery of money. Like, yes, I you know did some of the courses and listened to some people, but I really tuned in like and had a conversation with God. Like, what is money? What does it mean? Breaking down, like, what is the truth with the capital T of money? It is literally just energy. It cannot make you feel a certain way. It cannot change something. It cannot do anything, right? And so the whole thing is that we give our power away to money. It, we let it make us feel lack and scarcity or we glorify it and put it on a pedestal and think when I make a million dollars then all my problems will go away and it's realizing that actually money can't do any of that it's all up to you and when you realize that it becomes so liberating you just get to play like I'm not earning money because I have to earn money I love playing with money because it's like let's just put a ridiculous, crazy number out there and see if I can manifest it. And half the time I do. And it's just fun, you know? So this is where it goes from like being desperation and, and being, you know, operating from obligation to just realizing that money actually gets to work for us. It gets to support us. And it just gets to be a game that we play. Like one of the rules I have is the money I spend gets replenished in my bank account like almost immediately. Yeah. And I'm just like, let's see if I can create this wall around money and it works yeah. for me, right, because yeah. it's who I embody or what I embody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's, it's something that you do that both Chloe and I watch very closely <laughs> and always talk about. Honestly, the yeah. way that you put that money back into your account is something we're looking to embody, yeah. but there's just so much truth. It resonates so, so hard. Yeah. Everything that you're saying, uh, there is just so many deeply pain conditioned beliefs and it's great that you had that modeling around you. Something I really want to emphasize again for our listeners, because this is exactly what we uh, enjoy talking about and exactly what we're passionate about talking about is embodying Uh, embodying that message, that that uh, money is abundant. Money is something that you can create. Money has so much weight and energy attached to it, as Chloe said. It's something you know. I grew up. Uh, I grew up with with parents who who uh, immigrated to Australia as well, searched for stability, searched for security, searched for those things. And growing up, money was something that had a had a finite amount to it. We we counted every dollar and we had to make sure there was a savings there, and everything was was looked at with money, and it created this huge amount of bitterness and resentment for myself in what money meant. And I would look at people who had money, who had access to money, or even who just spent money and think, oh, well, that's not the right way to do it. And you know, you need to be counting, you need to be keeping it, you need to be storing it. Uh, It was something that uh, Chloe helped me challenge. and, And we started to challenge a few years ago. And sure enough, ridding myself of that thought was probably one of the most freeing things I've ever done. And finally living now for ourselves rather than for the money has just changed everything so I, i'm I'm so deeply resonating with everything that you're saying it's just so powerful and i, I just couldn't emphasize that message more
2: thank you <laughs> and and thank you katie for really, really sending this message out and being able to show up every day in you know on your socials being able to remind people of all this it's just something that and I know we've learned so much from you from your you know just your posts and your stories and it's just it's 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 just a, the constant reminder that yeah like we don't have to follow <laughs> this condition literally we can create what we want so it's it's I would just love everything that you that you teach and share with us and I know there's a master class
1: coming up soon so tell us a little bit about your master class Yes. So talking all about the topic of wealth, they have an upcoming masterclass called yeah. Quantum Wealth Attraction. This has been highly, highly requested because it's the first time I'm actually doing a training on wealth. And this is really it. It's the energetics behind how we can attract wealth, how we can actually bend reality in our favor to open this portal of wealth, unlimited portals. It doesn't really matter, you know, whether you have a business or not, like money wants to be received by you and you just have to be available to receiving that. So we touch upon that. And also, of course, as you talked about lifting the weight around 20, because it's not just about attracting it but it's about my relationship like how many times in my day like how often am I getting dictated by money am I giving away my personal power to money it's coming back and actually cultivating that state of wealth prior to the money coming into your bank account and that in itself is going to lead to you know, millions, multiple millions. So that is my upcoming masterclass. And I also have another masterclass called quantum attraction. And that is like the basics of quantum physics behind manifestation and time collapse. My most popular masterclass. So that's something as well, if your listeners want to dive into and just really learn like the 101 of all this quantum stuff. Oh, perfect.
2: We'll add everything down in the in the notes. And if any of our followers would love, would want to work with you, where can they reach out to you? What, what's the best way of contacting you?
1: Yeah, so definitely Instagram, as you said, I'm like active every day yeah. over there. So that's at wilkinson with two Ns at the end. You can just DM me or head to the link in my bio. I've got all my programs there.
0: Beautiful, perfect. Awesome. So Katie, just before we finish this uh, lovely chat, one of the things we always love to ask our guests is all about one thing they do for themselves, self-care.
1: Mm, oh my goodness what (laughs) my whole life is like today actually is friday and for me that's like my goddess day it's like full day for devotion and self-care well tell us about your day tell us about friday yeah (laughs) goddess day okay so today i did my yoga in the morning and then i literally did nothing until 2 30 p.m like nothing that is like the best form of self-care how often do we do nothing like when was the last time you just like and did nothing Nothing. so that's one of my favorite things I love obviously moving my body I love self-pleasuring I love journaling there's just so many things and I remember again like self-care is a state of being self-care isn't what you do it's who you are like I used to do all the correct (laughs) things so-called like go to meditation and, and yoga and do it but like I wasn't actually embodying it and being there and so you know embodying and doing just um, like 10 minutes of powerful present self-care is more powerful than doing 20 hours of self-care but you're not actually absorbed in it you're actually absorbed in your mind so that's also really important to remember as well I love that
2: perfect thank you so much Katie I think we need we need to add a little day (laughs) a little got and (laughs) gotta say (laughs) thank you so much for chatting with us today um learned so much and just very empowering I think we're just ready to go out there now and just take on the world (laughs) Um, and we just we hope that our our followers uh do this for themselves and give you a follow or just start challenging start questioning things that are happening around them just start asking the why why is this happening and yeah we hope you have a lovely weekend and we'll see you in one of your masterclass
1: <laughs> yes thank you you guys as well I hope you have an amazing rest of your weekend thank you so much wonderful thank-
0: chatting with you Katie
1: you
2: too and thanks everybody we'll see you soon again on the next episode bye